If you want to share the reading of Scripture with me this morning, I'm going to ask you to turn to the book of Luke, chapter 2, and, uh, and we're going to begin reading with verse number 8. So Luke, chapter 2, beginning with that 8th verse. Familiar scripture, I am certain. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you, and ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts, Praising God, saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace and goodwill toward men. And it came to pass, as soon as the angels were gone away from them into the heavens, the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which is come to pass, and which the Lord has made known unto us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the sayings which was told them concerning the child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all of the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. And I'm going to stop reading right there this morning. I ask that you just bow your heads and let us pray together for God's anointing over his word. Heavenly Father, we're so grateful this morning that we have been given the opportunity to come to the house of the Lord together to worship in your name. And we are thankful today, Father God, for these who are here. We're thankful for the presence of the Holy Spirit. For your word promises that when we gather in your name, you are in our midst. And Father, we are grateful for that this morning. We come to the reading of the word and the ministry of the word, and I would ask that you would Give me a divine capability. Of my own self, I am inadequate. But if you will touch me with the anointing of your Holy Spirit, Lord, your Spirit makes all of the difference in the world. Speak into my mind and into my heart and help me to deliver that which you would have me to say. Let it come forth this morning with the anointing and the power of the Holy Spirit and let it land and rest upon hearts that are touched of God to both hear and receive. 
Let Jesus' name be lifted up. Let him be glorified and let your people be edified. And for all of these things, Lord, we will give you the praise and give you the glory throughout eternity. And we ask them in Jesus' name. And everyone in agreement said amen. amen. So I know it's a little bit different of a title, but I have titled the message this morning, The Power of Ponder. The Power of Ponder. The text that we have read is a very, very familiar setting of Scripture. It is, of course, an essential part of the Christmas story of our Savior being born. This past week, as I began to prepare for this service, the Holy Spirit just directed my attention to this setting of Scripture, but the Scripture that he just caused to leap off of the page for me is that 19th verse. And that 19th verse says that Mary kept these things and pondered them in her heart. As I prayerfully considered those words, God began to speak to me about this young Jewish girl and all of the things that no doubt she had to reflect on, or no doubt all of the things that she had been given to ponder. So I want to just point out to you this morning that I believe that Mary exercised every part of her being as these events began to unfold to her. That first or that 19th verse, it, it reveals to us that she exercised her memory because the verse says that she kept all of these things. She kept all of these things. In other words, she refused to let the memories of what had happened and what she had seen and what she had heard, she refused to let those memories diminish or fade. She kept all of these things and pondered them in her heart. She kept all of these things and she meditated upon them and she allowed them to roll over and over and over in her spirit. Secondly, I believe that she exercised her affections because the scripture tells us that she, amen, she kept these things in her heart, not just in her mind. But she kept them in her heart, which reveals to us that she had a passion and an affection for the things that God had spoke to her and that God had revealed to her. She kept them in her heart with adoration and adulation. She kept them in the center or the seat of her affections. Thirdly, I believe that she exercised her intellect, meaning that she sought for understanding and comprehension of what God had revealed and what God had shown to her. The word ponder means to consider, to deliberate, to contemplate, to meditate, or to mull over and over and over in your mind. 
So I submit that she not only pondered them, but she pondered them in such a way that her memory was exercised, her affections were exercised, and her intellect was exercised because she desired to understand what God was revealing to her. Twice in the book of Luke, we read that she pondered in her heart. And then later on in the chapter, when she finds him in the temple, the Bible says that she treasured these things in her heart. She treasured these things. She kept them. She preserved them. She safeguarded them. She, she treasured them in her heart. And as I began to read these verses this last week, I couldn't help but begin to think of all of the things that Mary had to ponder. When Victory sang the song this morning, Mary, did you know? I'm sure there were some things that Mary didn't know. I'm sure that there were some things that Mary didn't understand. I'm sure that there were some things that Mary had no ability to comprehend. Let me just share with you this morning some of the things that Mary had to ponder in her heart. When the story begins, we begin in, in Luke chapter 1. And when the story begins, Mary is a young Jewish girl who is engaged to be married to Joseph. I would imagine like many young women, she had dreamed of this day. Ever since she was a little girl, amen, and for a young Jewish girl, this would be one of the highlights of her life. She was in love. She was to be married. She was planning a wedding, and she was well aware that the law of Moses required her to keep herself pure and holy and undefiled for her husband to be. She was well aware that if she was found to be impure on her wedding night, that they would take her to the edge of town and they would have a rock concert in her honor. They would stone her. That was the penalty for breaking the law. In the law of Moses. And so she is in love. She's planning to be wed. She is pure and undefiled. And she is excited about her wedding day. And all of a sudden. In the midst of all of that normality. In the midst of all of those wonderful plans. An angel of God shows up. And he says to her in Luke chapter 1, verse number 28, Hail, thou art highly favored of the Lord. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And the Bible said, And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutations this should be. And the angel said unto her, fear not, Mary. I'm going to give you a little bit of news here. Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. 
And he shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God shall give him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. And as I read those verses. And thought about how Mary pondered things in her heart. That's a whole lot of stuff right there to ponder. Ponder the fact that the angel of God declares to her that even though she is a virgin, she is going to conceive and have a son. I don't know how that works. Ponder the fact that the angel tells her, amen, that this child that you are going to conceive and bring into the world is going to be called the Son of God. Me? A lowly Jewish girl? Ponder the fact that the angel tells her that this child shall be great and he shall be called the son of the highest. Ponder the fact that the angel says to her that God would give him the throne of his father and of his kingdom there would be no end. And Mary knew that that promise was reserved for no one else but the Messiah. And Mary says, how shall these things be, seeing that I know not a man? And the angel says to her in, in Luke chapter 1, verse 35, the Holy Ghost shall come upon you, and the power of the highest shall overshadow you. And therefore also that holy thing which is born of thee shall be called the Son of God. I don't know about you, but all of that is a whole lot to wrap your head around. But the pondering didn't stop there. Mary is told by Gabriel that her cousin Elizabeth, who is now up in years and postmenopausal, has conceived in her old age. And when Mary goes to visit Elizabeth, Elizabeth begins to prophesy. And this is what Elizabeth says to Mary when she hears Mary's voice in Luke chapter 1 and verse number 42 and verse number 43. Elizabeth says, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. And whence is this that to me the mother of my Lord should come to me? Who in the world told Elizabeth that Mary was going to have a baby? And who told Elizabeth that the baby that Mary was about to have was going to be her Lord? She didn't get it in a text. She didn't see it on Facebook. She didn't get it from Instagram. Amen. She got it by way of the Holy Spirit. And Mary had some things to ponder. She kept all of these things and she pondered them in her heart. Sought for understanding. 
sought for understanding, sought for comprehension, and to perceive what it was that God was doing. Oh, she had a nugget of truth along the way, but she couldn't see the beginning to the end. And yet she's right in the middle of God's will. Right in the middle of what God is doing. But the pondering doesn't stop there. Ponder the fact that Joseph, the man that was engaged to this young woman, ponder the fact that he did not make a public spectacle of her. Ponder the fact that he listened to her. And I don't know, I don't know about you, but... I mean, if a girl that I was engaged to came and said, listen, I'm with child and it doesn't belong to anybody in town, nobody in the world, the Holy Spirit overshadowed me and here I am. I'm not so sure I could buy that. Hello? But ponder this, that the same angel that showed up to Mary showed up to Joseph. Matthew chapter 1, verse number 20. Joseph, he says to him, Thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost, and she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. And then the angel goes on to say that all of this, amen, will be done, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet. Behold, a virgin shall conceive, amen, and bring forth a son, and they will call his name Emmanuel, meaning God with us. Let me just tell you that prophecy came 750 years before Christ was conceived. Ponder that. But alas, the pondering doesn't stop there. Mary now ponders the words of the shepherds. The Bible says in Luke chapter 2, verse 8, Mary's made this long journey. The baby has been delivered. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And the angels have a message to deliver. Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And you'll find the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And as they're delivering the, the message or the angelic message, of the hour suddenly a heavenly choir appears in the heavens and begins to sing glory to God in the highest and peace on earth and goodwill toward men and the, the angels disappear and the shepherds say we, we got to go find out if this is reality and when they come they find Mary and the babe lying in the manger, and they told them all of the things that they had saw. And again, Mary had some things to ponder in her heart. 
The long journey was over. They had found themselves in a stable with the promised child, which was now a reality. The angels had announced the good news of great joy, and they had returned back to the heavenly host. And now heaven was silent. The shepherds had come to worship, and they spread the good news of the angelic announcement. But they, too, have now returned back to the fields to watch over their sheep. The wise men from the east have come and gone. Amen. And now we are left with an awe-stricken mother. Amen. Pondering all of the things that she had heard and that she had seen. She kept all of these things in her heart. She had been through so very, very much. Here, a young girl planning her wedding in love. Everything is normal. And then God steps into her world and turns everything upside down. Can I just tell you this morning that sometimes he will do that? I will just tell you, I had my life planned. I knew what I was doing. I was, I was going to be an entertainer, and I was going to you know, do this, and I was going to do that. And God stepped right down in the middle of my life and said, I got something else. And turned my plans upside down. She had been through so much, pregnant and yet unmarried. She had been through the possibility of being found out and the rumors and the whispers behind her back of neighbors and family and friends. She had been through all of the discussions with Joseph and with her parents. Try explaining that one to your parents. Hello? She had been through the long trip of Nazareth to Bethlehem. That would have been about 100 miles on the back of a donkey. She had gone through the exhaustion of giving childbirth and in in the most unlikely place, in a stable. I'm sure she must have pondered, if I am highly favored of God and blessed among women, why am I giving birth to my son in a barn? (laughs) And when I was a kid, left the door open, my mama would say, were you born in a barn? I always used to say, no, but Jesus was. (laughs) (laughs) She had been through so much, and she is at the very center of all of it. I would submit to you this morning that none of us could know the thoughts that had filled her mind for nine months. None of us could know the emotions and the, 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 situ- this, the, the wonderment and the amazement of everything that was unfolding. But I submit to you this morning that the pondering doesn't even stop there. The Bible says in Luke chapter 2 verse 25 that at, after her days of purification were over, they take Jesus to the temple to present him before the Lord as the custom was according to the law of Moses. And verse chapter 25 of Luke chapter 2 said, And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. The same man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. He's waiting for the consolation. He's waiting for the Messiah. 
And the Holy Ghost was upon him. And it was revealed to Simeon. It was revealed unto him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Verse 27 says, And he came by the Spirit into the temple, and when, when Mary and Joseph came to present Christ as the custom of the law was, he came into the temple being led of the Holy Spirit. And he took Jesus up in his arms uh, and he blessed God and said, Lord, now let thy servant depart in peace uh, according to thy word. For mine eyes uh, have seen the salvation of the Lord. Amen. And Mary and Joseph, the Bible says, amen, marveled at the things that he said. She pondered all of these things in her heart. She kept them and pondered them in her spirit. Pastor Gary, what is your point this morning? This is what the Holy Spirit impressed upon my heart to tell you. There is power in our ponder. There is power in our ponder. When we ponder the promises of God, when we consider and contemplate the promises of our God, when we meditate and we reflect upon God, what God has spoken into our life, we unleash the potential for God to bring those things to pass in our life. We may not understand everything that God is doing and we may not understand everything that God reveals and we may not understand everything that he shows us from the beginning to the end. But I tell you this morning that if we will ponder the promises that God has spoken into our life and hold steadfastly onto his hand with a hand of faith and a hand of trust, God will bring those things that he has spoken into our life to pass some of you sitting here this morning you look at the scripture and you say yeah Mary had a lot to ponder but let me just tell you this morning some of you sitting right here in this place this morning God has spoken to your heart he's given you some promises He's given he's that still small voice that has spoken things into your spirit. And you said, oh, that's impossible. That'll never come about. I could never do this. I could never do that. I could never have this. I could never have that. And yet that still small voice has spoken a word in your heart that says, I have a plan for you. Mm. Some of you sitting here this morning, God has spoken a word into your heart that you should ponder. You don't see how it could come to pass. You don't see how it could ever come about in your life. But I came to tell you this morning that if you will hold fast to the promises of God and keep your faith and your trust in the Lord, that he will bring it to pass. Let me 
me tell you, you may not see the beginning to the end. Amen. But God rarely shows us the beginning to the end. God rarely gives us a complete overview of what he's trying to do in our life. But he will give us snippets and pictures and a word in our spirit and a word down in our heart that says, I want to believe. I need to believe. I'm trying to believe. Amen. Ponder what God has spoken to your life and God will bring it to pass. Amen. We have the privilege and we have the gift of looking back on Mary's experience and we go, oh yeah, A to Z. Mary is in the middle of it going, oh, what? What? I'm going to have a baby? And he's going to be the son of the most high? I don't, I don't know. It, the, the scripture doesn't say this, but Mary might have woken up three weeks later and go, I don't feel no different. Maybe it was just a mirage in my mind. Maybe, maybe it was just bad tuna. Hello? But she pondered all those things in her heart. She kept them in her heart. She kept them at the seat of her affection. She pondered those things. And she said, God, I don't know how you're going to do it. I don't know exactly when you're going to do it. But here I am. I am your servant. You do what you will with me. Amen. Her pondering kept bringing her back to the promises that she had heard. Her pondering kept bringing her back to what God had declared. Her pondering kept bringing her back to what God had said. And I begin to think about it this past week, and we can find example after example of individuals in the Word of God that had done the very same thing. Let me give you a couple of biblical Example, Abraham, chapter 12, verse 1. God says to Abraham, get out of thy country and away from your kindred into a land that I will show you. And I will make of you a great nation. And I will bless thee. And I will make your name great. And thou shalt be a blessing. And God goes on to say, and I will bless them that bless you, and I will curse them that curse thee, and in you will all of the families of the earth be blessed. And Abraham believed God and got out of his country, away from his kindred, and began to walk in faith. Abraham didn't see or understand how God would bring it to pass, but he simply obeyed the voice of the Lord and he held on to the promises of God. And you and I this morning have the gift of looking back at how God fulfilled his promises to Abraham. But I'm telling you this morning, Abraham didn't have that same privilege. But he pondered those things in his heart and he trusted in the Lord. Joseph, chapter uh, 37 in the book of Genesis, Joseph had a dream when he was just a small boy that the members of his family, his brothers, 
and his, even his father would all bow down to him. Do you remember reading that? He in his coat of many colors, he had a dream that all of his family would one day bow down to him. And instead, you know what Joseph got? He got sold into slavery, got accused of rape, and got through in prison, thrown in prison. I'm trying to, good grammar, that's all. He got through in prison. Through, it works for me. So, so let me just tell you, I mean, the things that God showed Joseph, everything that was around him contradicted what God had said. Some of you this morning, God has said one thing to your spirit, and everything around you contradicts what God has said. I'm here to tell you, it doesn't matter. If it ain't what God said, then he ain't done yet. Hello? If it's not what God promised, he ain't done yet. Hello? Amen. My own experience teaches me that sometimes when we ponder on the things of God, we do not have clarity or complete understanding, but there will come a moment or a time when we do. I, I said a moment ago, my ambition in life was to be an entertainer. God got a hold of my heart and turned my life in another direction. And then he began to speak to me about preaching the word. And I'm like, God, you got the wrong guy. I'll be happy to just sit on the pew, support the church, and serve you. And the Lord just kept dealing and dealing with my heart about preaching his word. I say, God, I'm not going to be a preacher just because my father was a preacher and I have uncle that's a preacher. I'm not going to, nope, not going to happen. I'd get up to lead, you know, song service or whatever in the church and I'd get anointed and start, you know, exhorting people and after church people would come up and go, hey, dude, preacher. And I'm like, I'm not a preacher. <laughs> okay, okay. But the Lord just wouldn't let me be, wouldn't let me be. Finally, I went on a 30-day fast. I said, God, if you call me, if you're calling me to preach, it's not that I won't. I just can't imagine that you could use an individual like me. Long about 21 days on that fast, I was in my bedroom praying. And I saw a scene unfold in front of me, not in my natural eye, but in the eye of the Spirit. And I could see myself, as it were, standing before a great light that was cascading off onto me. And I knew that I was standing before the throne of God. I didn't see anyone on the throne or him on the throne, just this light cascading off and hitting my body as I stood there. And all of a sudden, a fire began to burn at my feet, and it went to my ankles and my knees and my hips and over my shoulders and above my head until it was 35, 40 feet, just a pillar of fire, just raging fire. And I said to God, I don't even understand what I'm seeing. 
I knew it was a, a God thing, not a Gary thing. But I said, I, I, I don't even understand what you're showing me. And God spoke to my heart, spoke to me just as clearly as I'm talking to you today and said, Hebrews chapter one, I make my angel spirits and my ministers a flame of fire. Now you go and you preach my word. And when you open your mouth, I will give you utterance. I got up from that place of prayer and I said, okay, I'm a preacher. And God had been dealing with me about going on the evangelistic field. And I said, okay, Lord, all right, I surrender. Let the phone ring. Well, the phone didn't ring. <laughs> nobody called. Nobody invited me to preach. I was still working at the Jim County Weed Control. I can kill your weeds. I am a professional weed killer. <laughs> so I, I'm working at the Jim County Weed Control, and, and I'm praying, okay, okay, God, it's a settled fact. You've called me to preach. I'll preach. I preached in my home church when they'd have me and on and on, but I knew God was calling me to go on the evangelistic field. Nobody invited me. Nobody called. Nobody, you know, and even if I tried to force the issue and call someone, they were already tied up, already busy, that kind of thing. So three and a half years later, I had three and a half years to ponder all of these things that I had seen in my heart. And I'm like, okay, God, if you call me, then give me a place to go. And three and a half years later, in the month of April, I'm praying before I went to work. I went to work at 4.30 in the morning to the weed control, and then we worked uh, you know, four tens a week, and I had my Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. So I was up early, 4.30 in the morning, and I'm praying in the kitchen. Everybody else is asleep. The wife's asleep. The kids are asleep. And God shows me a field of corn growing up, and the field of corn was like way over your head, and then it just turned brown in the field. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. What do you, I, what do you, and God didn't tell me what that meant. So I went to work that morning. About three days later, and I never put two and two together either, but about three days later, the guy across the street from where I lived on Central and Lower Bluff, he had grown alfalfa in that field ever since I had lived there. And I lived there for nearly, I don't know, 16 years or something like that. But that guy tealed up his alfalfa, and you know what he planted? Corn. It never dawned on me that that's corn. And, I, and in that vision, I watched that corn grow up. That summer, I watched that corn across the street grow up. And I had been praying, God, let me go. Show me when to go. Show me where to go. Go. If you call me, let me go. And I watched that corn grow up. And it was the middle of July, and that man sitting right there, Brother Dean, Pastor Dean, he called me, and he was pastoring a church in Cuna. And he said, will you come, and will you preach for me at a fellowship meeting? I said, yes. Thank God. I went and preached that July at his fellowship meeting in Cuna. 
And there was a gentleman that was there that night that pastored a church on Orchard, Hillcrest Trinity Assembly. His name was Jackie Marshall. And Brother Marshall invited me that night. He said, I, he came up to me after I preached and he said, I've been praying that God would send me an evangelist. And tonight while you were preaching, God said, that's your guy. That's your man right there. I said, praise God, when you want me to come? He said, how about November? And I'm like, it's July, brother. <laughs> My God, your people will be stone cold backslide by November. Let's have revival. I'm ready. He said, no, let, let, let's, set the, let's set the date for November the 1st. I said, all right, we're going to go November the 1st. That night, November finally rolled around. That night, my family and I were getting ready for the service, and I walked out on my front porch, and I realized that that corn had turned brown in the field, you know, when they cut it for seed corn, and a harvester was pulling in to that field across the street as I stepped out onto the patio or onto the porch. And when I saw that, the Lord spoke to me and he said, now, now you go. And I, and, and I realized that I had watched that corn grow up all through the summer. And, and the Lord was showing me way back then that when that corn got right, he was going to let me go. He was going to send me. That was November the 1st, 1987, and my wife and I have been in full-time ministry since that very day. I said, sometimes God will give you something in your spirit that will cause you to ponder. But if you will just keep walking with the Lord and keep living your life for Christ, he will bring those things to pass. There is power in our ponder. When we promise or when we ponder on his promises and we consider what he has spoken to us, we unlock the potential for him to bring it to pass in our life. We live in a day and an hour this morning where we do not spend much time pondering on the things of God. Hello? I read somewhere the other day that the average American watches about five hours of television a day. Not much room for pondering after that. And, and then social media has further eroded our pondering because every time we have an idle moment, we're seeing how many likes we got, you know. I don't have a Facebook page. I'm not that interesting. <laughs> What I'm saying this morning is, is the enemy would like to rob us of our ponder because he knows that there is power when we ponder the promises of God, when we meditate upon the things that God has spoken to our hearts. Mary pondered all of these things in her heart. She pondered 
the visit of the angel. She pondered the miracle of her pregnancy. She pondered the miracle of the words of the, the child that would be born and that would be the son of God and that would rule and reign in David's throne. She pondered what her future would hold. And amen. And in, through it all, she concluded that I know that I can trust God. I may not know how he's going to do it, but I believe that he will do what he said he will do. And Luke 1 and 38 said, this was Mary's response. Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Be it according unto thy word. Be it according unto my word. I challenge you this morning to take time to ponder. Take time to ponder the promises of God. Take time to ponder what God has spoken into your spirit. Take time to ponder your past with a grateful heart. Take time to ponder your future with hope. Knowing that God is faithful who promised. And I pray that our response is the same as Mary. Behold, the servant of the Lord, be it unto me even according to your word, O God. There is power in ponder. Bow your heads, please. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you. I thank you this morning for the anointing of the Holy Spirit to minister the word that you've laid upon my heart this morning. Thank you for the example that you have given us in your word. Thank you this morning, Lord, that as Mary pondered all of those things in her heart that you brought them to pass in her life. The things that you have spoken to the people that are here this morning, the things that you have spoken to them in quiet places. Things that the enemy has said to them, it'll never happen. It'll never come to pass. You'll never have it. You'll never do it. The enemy is a liar. God, if you said it, you are able to perform it. If you said it, you are able to do it. Help us to recognize the power of ponder. Allow us to hold those things safeguarded in our heart and in our spirit. Trusting that you will bring the outcome that you have promised. Speak to us here today, this morning. In Jesus' name, every head is bowed, every eye is closed. How many of you here today would be willing to just slip up your hand and say, Pastor Gary, you preached, you preached a message for me this morning. I needed to hear that. God bless you and you and you and you and you and you. God bless you. Stand to your feet. Lord, let me, let me pray with these that lifted their hand. Lord, I thank you that your word has reached to hearts empower them this morning with the power to ponder 
your promises. Strengthen them, oh God. And they may not understand A to Z from beginning to end. But, oh God, you are the first, the last, and everything in between. You said in your word that the steps of a good man, a good woman, are ordered of the Lord. You said, I know the plans that I have for you. They are plans of good and not evil. Help us to recognize that all things work together for good to them that love the Lord, who are the called according to his purpose. Lord, we may look around our situation with some confusion, but that word that you spoke to us in quiet prayer and in quiet contemplation, that's what we hold on to. That's what we ponder. That, that's what we cling to, your word, your promise. Bring it about, oh God. In Jesus' name I pray. Encourage every individual here this morning. Lift them up. Lift them up, I ask. In the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Come and sing.